You're giving Isabella far too much credit. Hi, welcome back to the Tie Five Podcast. Um, Isabella, how are we feeling today? So tired, so tired. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Also, it's been a really long time since we've done this. I feel like we—that's like the norm for every episode now. It's like, oh wow, we're back at it. it feels like I haven't done this in forever. Um, but maybe that's our new state of being. We'll just always have long gaps in between episodes. Um, but yeah, what what are we doing today, Isabella? We are talking about nocturnal animals. Nocturnal animals. Um, so, w- what is this movie about? Uh, wow, yeah, okay. So, my sweetmate asked me today, like, oh, what was the movie that you watched with your brother when you went home? And I had a really hard time, like, describing it in, like, a coherent <laughs> way. It's so complicated and you just have to watch it yourself i think to really understand it and even then you might not understand it yeah so it's a movie starring amy adams and jake gyllenhaal and honestly i think there's yeah it's hard to explain it and if you were going to watch it i think you'd watching it blind is better than trying to explain and learn about the you know plot before going into it right um so yeah basically if you're going to watch it go in blind this i think definitely maybe 17 and up for um like age rating what do you think as well yeah well it's not like very yeah it's just a lot of graphic nudity but not in a like sexual way yeah mostly. it's but, just a lot of like nudity yeah but also like the content of the movie it's like very heavy it's not like a. Well, yeah it's, it's pretty dark it's pretty yeah yeah this is not a movie that you're gonna go watch to have fun and you know laugh and be entertained you know um, but going into our regular three sentence reviews, well, what do you, what, what are your thoughts on nocturnal animals? Um, I can't believe I didn't know that Amy Adams and Isla Fisher had been in a movie together and like sort of a playoff of like, you know, like the characters, the likeness of them, um, that number two, honestly, I don't know. That was just such a strange movie. I usually have like thoughts. No, that's not true. No, but like general opinions <laughs> about the movie. But I think this time it was like, what the heck did I just watch? Yeah. For me, it was the same. Usually I can get like three sentences and like not even cover my full thoughts of the movie. But this one, like when I was thinking about it, I could only get two, which was basically it's scary, but like, or like in a heart pounding way, like thrilling, kind of scary. Um, yeah. But also it's just, it's thought provoking and very confusing at the same time. So, yeah. Um, well, did you like it? I, okay. I think I like, I think it's well-made. Um, like it definitely gets you feeling something and kind of intrigued, but I still don't think I know. I, okay. I've watched this three times now in the last year. Um, and even after three watches, I still don't know if I totally get what the director was trying to convey, which is, that's yeah, interesting, but, 
Maybe that was the point because you watched it three times and you still aren't sure. Yeah. So um, any other general thoughts about before we kind of go into spoilers and actually talk about the movie? I do think it was interesting how it was cut together. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. Just the way it like kind of switches between storylines or different times, different times and also different like storylines, which is really interesting. Not something that is that you see in a lot of movies. So it's kind of confusing to keep up with all of the switches. But for the most part, I think I stayed with the story with the movie. So it was good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, before we get into spoilers, we have our classic Rotten Tomatoes game. It's oh, where I'm a game fail this. where Isabella tries to um, predict or not predict or guess what the audience score was. And I try to guess what the um, critic score was. Whoever gets the closest wins. Um, Isabella, what do you think the audience had to say about Nocturnal Animals? I'm going to go with a 92. A 92? Why so high? I don't know. Because every single other time I feel like I've said low scores and the audience always is like higher the audience score is always higher and i feel like this it was it was decent so i'm gonna say that people liked the weird weirdness of it like the weird scary ish you know interesting would you recommend it to someone just like trying to see your thoughts i think it would depend on the person Hmm. like our parents probably not Mm, yeah actually most people i know probably not that's another (laughs) kind of thing that they're into but I mean, there are definitely, I mean, we've definitely watched worse movies and talked sure. about it on the podcast. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't say, like, don't watch it. Looking at you, or, Shang-Chi. Ugh. Okay, yeah. I don't, I'm, that was not me. You can, you, that's all you. That was all me, yeah. Um, okay, so you say 92. I'm yeah. going to say, yeah, I had a hard time with this, too, because, like, like, you're supposed to get the message if you're, like, critiquing it, right? So, like, I don't know how many critics, like, got it or didn't get it or, like, or like me who just don't know anything. But I'm going to just say, like, 85 because I think that's, like, a good medium-ish score that could, you know, go, you know, either way and get closer than Isabel's, like, 92. But Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. This one's interesting. This movie has the same audience and critic score. Oh, shoot. I lost. The, the exact same. And it's 73%. What? So, interesting how like okay i failed interesting okay well i have to go re- read some reviews after this but now that we know that we just totally got off there um isabella going into spoilers well first like i think we have to talk about the opening scene isabella describe the opening scene to me and like your thoughts while you're watching this opening scene like what was this basically the opening scene is a lot of nude women um, on the heavier side, just dancing completely naked, except for maybe like a, a head, like a, the marching band hats. Yeah. And they're just like partying. They're having the time of their lives. And it's kind of in slow motion. Like they put it in slow motion. So it's, it's like basically just a whole montage of different women dancing naked. Um, yeah, it was kind of uncomfortable for a little, like it was just really long. It was, I don't know, it was like full three minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's very disturbing and i don't like they're looking at you with like these like kind of like you know like the eyes where they're kind of like doing those like eyebrow yeah. raising and the way they cut like the the shots together and like the, the, you sometimes you would be like full panned out you can see their entire body and then sometimes you'd be like right in on their face or yeah yeah so it's just a very unnerving way of starting the movie i remember the first time i watched this um 
I, I had no idea what the movie was about. And I was like, hey, Isabella, Dad, let's just watch this in the living room together. And Amo was there too. And then none of them wanted to watch it. And I am so glad that they declined because I ended up going to like <laughs> watch it on my laptop in my room. And it was, wow, it was a tough thing to get through. Um, but that was, it was just weird. Um, but yeah, so that just... Yeah, but it turns out to be part of... It's not like completely random from the movie. It turns out to be part of the art project that the main character, Susan, had created. So yeah, and that also, it kind of sort of makes sense. I also think it like sets the tone well. Like you're going to be uncomfortable throughout this movie. It's like... Yes. You're going to be like kind of cringing or just like feeling awkward the entire time, which I guess it does a good job of. Um, but now, as well, let's try to, the best we can, explain like the plot and like the events of the movie because it is okay. a confusing movie, right? I'll try. I already tried earlier. I had to go, had to explain it to my sweet mate. So basically, our main character, Susan, we meet her and she is unhappy with her life. She's an She's artist, played by Amy Adams. Yes, Amy Adams. So Susan's unhappy with her life. She has a cheating husband and. She knows he's cheating. He probably knows that she knows that he's cheating. Um, so she's very unhappy, but she um, gets a manuscript from her ex-husband who was a, well, I guess you could say sort of failed writer. It's sort of why they broke up. That guy's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. That's Jake Gyllenhaal. And so the movie after that kind of goes between the real world, her life, and also we see the book being played out as scenes. So we're flipping between these two stories and we find out as we go along, we, as we go along with the book that she's reading, we also find out that more about her life and how it kind of informed what her ex-husband was writing about. Yeah. That's kind of confusing, but basically they kind of sort of parallel each other, like how we're figuring out more about the characters. Um, yeah. And then what happens in the end um, of the movie? Oh, so at the end she's, she reaches out to her ex-husband and says, hey, that was like tragic and beautiful and I can't believe you wrote that. Would you want to, you know, maybe talk about it sometime? And, well, we should also note that the reason why they are exes is because she cheated on him with her second husband. With so, Army Hammer. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so very tragic, you know, very heartbreaking. But anyway... Because she's unhappy now, and, and he she receives this manuscript, she's kind of like, ooh, thinking about him again. And he says, yeah, sure, name the time and place. And the last scene is kind of heartbreaking because she shows up to the restaurant. She's waiting. She's all dolled up. You know, we have a sh like a shot of her in front of the mirror getting ready, and he never shows. So yep. that's, how it, that's just how it ends. So there's just a lot to take in in this movie. Um, I think there's, like, so much to dissect in the story, but so much, like, so many questions I have. And I'm like interested to see like what our different perspectives are on like what we took from it. But first of all, um, what did you like like in this movie? What did you enjoy about it, if anything? Um, I honestly liked the book elements. Yeah. Um, very much. Like it was interesting. So, so what's in the book? Like, what was the book storyline about? Because we kind of already know about the real life part. Okay, right. So the book storyline um, is about a man, also played by Jake Gyllenhaal. So like, sort of. It sort of parallels, like, you can see him as the ex-husband in that character, even though it's not really the ex-husband. But, like, that's how we get to know him. Yeah. Sort of. Does that make sense? No. For sure. No, then I, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, Jake Gyllenhaal, the man, is going on a trip with his wife and teenage daughter. They're driving in the middle of Texas, middle of nowhere. A bunch of guys, a, a couple of guys stop them. And it's a weird, like, whole, like, sequence 
but basically at the end um the men drive away with jake gyllenhaal's wife and daughter and they eventually rape them and and kill them and then the rest of the story is kind of about is about jake gyllenhaal and what he does after that getting you know justice revenge whatever you want to call it yeah um yeah Um, and it ends up with him dead yeah so he he accidentally shot himself yeah but yeah um but he does catch all the killers basically he kills one of them and then he ends up shooting himself um yeah but yeah so you like the story um for me too like the tension in the story just was yeah, insane. the way it was it was yeah yeah, yeah it was so so yeah. crazy and i think it was like through that it was like so well made it got you on the edge of your seat and your butt was clenched the entire time like that scene on the highway i think it was like maybe like 15 minutes of yeah. pure terror this insane. is like a i remember watching it for the first time just this was like oh my gosh this is a nightmare that like this is insane and you progressively see it get get worse and it's just a train wreck and you know what's gonna happen but like you don't want it to happen but you know it is gonna happen so yeah it's just ooh, that scene was yeah. so good well when matthew had described it to me because when he he always has to pitch me these movies and say like isabella let's watch them because i won't like automatically watch anything but he was like yeah it's kind of scary but not horror but like still scary and i like didn't know what to expect i thought it was like more on horror like kind of like supernatural i don't know nocturnal animals i mean like what do you think but it's <laughs> actually like a very like realistic of this world scary like just people scary yeah and, and i mean hats off to um aaron taylor johnson yes insane like he was so scary can we can we even believe that he's the same guy who played pietro and like sacrificed his life for a little kid like not even the same guy yeah like wow i think every scene that aaron taylor johnson is you're just always scared because you don't know if like he's crazy but he's kind of reasonable but also like super insane it's just yeah yeah he was always just a threat like no matter what and like he kind of like dissolved into that role like with that accent too it was yeah it was crazy Um, very good yeah so yeah um also like one thing that like i liked well i don't like it it was like haunting but some of the parallels that they had like um when uh tony the guy in the book um he finds his dead wife and then it goes to the the shot in real life of susan's daughter like in the same position i was like yeah. yo wait whoa, whoa what does this mean and there are a lot of like parallels in that way that kind of or the bathtub scenes yeah like we're um you know tony's mourning in the bathtub and susan's also just like chilling in the bathtub thinking about her past like it just yeah i don't know the the way like you said earlier the way it's edited and cut together is it, it works very really haunting. well yeah, yeah it's very it's haunting chilling. It, chilling yeah that's a good word um so yeah um, the flashbacks, I think, were just also good because they, they revealed important things every single time. And they, like, changed what we thought about, like, the characters, right? Because we have, like, the abortion, um, like, uh, flashback. We have the flashback yeah. about of, like, you know, um, Susan becoming, like, her mom. And we're like, oh, we kind of see how things are going and, like, why, you know, Edward was so, you know, sad. Why he's writing this tragedy, that kind of thing. Edward is the ex-husband. Yeah. Um, so anything else that you kind of enjoyed or liked from the movie um yeah i mean lots of questions but that was the main thing i enjoyed is just like the feeling of it or like the way it made you kind of scared yeah there's like also watching it back two other times after i watched the first time every single time i just felt this like the dread that i feel sometimes going into big basketball games that's what i felt like when i was going to watch um the movie like 
I don't know. I, I felt like extremely terrified, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, really good at making those emotions come out. Um, but was there anything that you didn't really like or didn't really vibe with? Or I don't know. I just feel like there were a lot of unanswered pieces. Okay, like, um, and some of them I, I get that they were, like, probably, like, creative choices. But some other things I'm like, ah, eh. Like, okay, um... Oh, this one is just like a, I know they probably meant to leave it open-ended, but I really want to know what happened to, um, what's the sheriff's name? Val, Valdez? Oh, uh, Andes. Andes. Andes, yeah. Because yeah. he, he doesn't show up like by morning and he never comes back to the trailer. So like you think, well, where'd he go? What'd he do? Yeah. That's, oh yeah, I, I didn't really think about that, but yeah. We don't know about him. What other questions do you have? Because I also have a lot of other questions. Well, let's the see if daughter, we can try to The whole daughter them. thing. The whole daughter thing. Okay, let's talk about the daughter, yeah. So, um, for me, okay, I was confused a little bit, right? So, um, Amy Adams calls her daughter in, on that Sunday morning, and her daughter is living in somewhere else. She, So, I'm guessing she's over 18, like she's out of high school, because she's out of the house, right? Yeah, um, she looks but, older, too. Yeah, she looks on the older side, like a young adult, you know. Um, but then also, she talks about how, like, Edward's... She broke up with Edward 19 years ago, so... Is that Edward's daughter? Because I thought she aborted um, Edward's child. but Or did she lie about aborting Edward's child and, like, hid the daughter from him? Or is that just from somewhere else? Like, I was confused. Could that be, like... Well, Hutton? yeah, that doesn't make sense. 18 years, 19 years ago, that daughter was definitely older than 19, I think. Yeah, like, I don't think... It, it can't be Army Hammer's daughter. Like, there's no way on the timeline, I don't think. But I think that creates a new interesting thing to think about like if she pretended to abort the child but then kept it from edward that's like a, another level of like oh shoot like why I feel would she for pretend to abort yeah, it though that's interesting so i'm i'm confused like what is that that character is she even real like um i don't know like maybe that was like not a real scene in real life like that was susan calling a daughter she wished she had or like i, I really just don't know um, but oh, maybe like an alternate universe or something like that. Yeah. But what did you think about that? No, just yeah, really confused. And also like, and then after that, we never heard anything about a daughter or anything. So it just seemed very like disconnected from her life. I guess she's not really. Yeah. So weird. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Um, For sure. Yeah. So do you have any other questions? Because I also have some too, but um, um no you you can ask your questions okay I, I, i'm wondering like who who do like okay you said there are like parallels between the story and real life like who do each of the characters represent because i really i'm flipping back and forth and i don't really know who represents who like you know there's not like one-to-one -one things that i think like match up perfectly yeah but. no that's that's true it's not like a straight up like and like analogy or you know like when x or this is to that as yeah. that is to yeah it's not like that but i mean what did you I think? Do think i i do think i see some of i mean like the biggest resemblance i see is probably edward and tony okay yeah Be because okay there was this like one moment right where before um right when the bad guys are driving off with his wife and daughter and he's just standing there and the way that they shot it right is like it's slow motion but he's just standing there yeah as, as he's watching his family 
get like you know driven away yeah and i think like maybe that represents him in his marriage with susan of like he kind of just not let it happen but like kind of let it happen you know yeah and like everybody was telling him or like he was thinking that he's weak right yeah the the weak argument the 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 sensitive thing thing. the sensitive thing the weak thing or like didn't maybe didn't do enough like he he was writing right so he wants to be a writer but at that time he was kind of a failed writer not like really doing anything worthwhile and that was kind of the argument that or the thing that Susan was not happy about. So maybe that kind of represents like him in the movie or, or in the book, like not doing enough, not, and then like having your loved ones basically just drive away or walk away from you. But then at the end of the book or at the end of the book, he finally, like that's when, um, what's Aaron Taylor Johnson's character's name? His name is Ray. Yeah. When Ray at the end, he confronts him in that, in the trailer alone, he's like, you're weak. And that that's the kind of that's the thing that like gets him going, and then he finally shoots Ray. Yeah. And he, yeah, like that's that's his response, and maybe it's kind of like him not showing up to Susan, like not being sensitive, or like finally being like, oh, I'm just not gonna show up. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree because like in that scene on the highway, like I think Tony does like everything wrong in a sense, pretty much. Like, yeah. he's pretty passive, and it's always, like, um, Isla Fish's character who's like, oh, yeah, what are we going to do? Or like, oh, let's get back in the car to try to run away. Or, like, oh, come on, pull over. Or just, like, try to get out. Or, like, don't say anything. Like, you know, um, or, like, what are we going to do? And, like, Tony's just like, uh, I'll just do whatever these dudes tell me to, you know? Um, yeah. And in that way, I was like, oh, yeah, this dude is so passive. He's just getting, like, pushed around. He's, like, wishy-washy, that kind of thing. Um, Not wishy-washy, but just, like, oh, yeah. doesn't have like a spine or anything no yeah he's he's just doing whatever like he doesn't he's not really making his own moves he's just waiting for yeah. somebody to tell him what to do do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating through the, what's the line from that Katy Perry song yeah <laughs> yeah that one he's a plastic bag uh but baby um, you're a firework no but he's never a firework well maybe until the end who knows well he blo- he accidentally shoots himself so so he fireworks himself um yeah but yeah so I yeah I like agree with that but also I don't know I think it's interesting that we never see or know about present day Edward, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. in the book, like, I think it's interesting. I haven't really wrapped my head around why, but, like, Jake Gyllenhaal is the only person who's in real life and also in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, like, Isla Fisher is, like, the wife who looks very much like Amy Adams. So, I think, like, one way, like, it could be is we're seeing the book through amy adams's eyes like she's interpreting it like through what she knows of edward so that's why like jake gyllenhaal is tony oh, but like yeah. but isla fisher is it's not a version her, of her it's a version of her or like an ideal version of her like a version where they like stay together right um and they're from texas yeah so and yeah and they have a daughter a teenage daughter but like also through like the, the flashbacks as well like we we only see them through like you know amy's point of view right like we never get to all we know about edward is through um susan's kind of like lens of seeing things right um which is like interesting but Mm -hmm. also i think that tony is susan um i think that's okay so okay i did some research not some research but okay i know that like names in movies a lot have significance so i looked Uh up the meaning of susan susan means above or higher and then anthony or like you know tony anthony means 
priceless one or highly praiseworthy. Um, and then Tony, specifically, like just Tony without Anthony, means um, high-toned manner or aristocratic. So, okay, yeah, maybe that's just like a whatever, but I was like, huh, high in all three of those like name things. Um, yeah. But also, okay, here, here. Here's why I think it, right? Okay, so like we talked about how he's like passive, a bad decision maker on that like like road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what Susan is, right? Because oh, Susan yeah, never true. knows what she wants. In the beginning, she's like, oh yeah, like I, I, I love Tony. I want to be with him, whatever. She goes with Tony, but then she like, oh, she's not willing to fight for, for it. Remember he says at the end, like, oh, yeah. if you have a relationship, like you do not let it go because you'll never get it again. Like you work it out. You like figure things out, right? And she's just like, oh no, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I'm going to go to the, the hot guy with money, right? Yeah. Um, and she goes with the hot guy with money, but she's not happy. And as soon as she reads the book, she's like, oh, okay, well, like, I've been missing Edward all along. I would love Edward to reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, she's also kind of like a pa- plastic bag kind of going through the wind. Like, she doesn't really know what she wants, and she's not really fighting for what she wants. She's just like, oh, like, this day I want this, then the next day I want that, you know, or like, she's not, like, now fighting, you, you know? Now you can say wishy-washy. She's wishy-washy, I think, you know? She doesn't, like, rise up to the situation and, like, attack it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think, like, it's interesting because um, in the book, Tony, like, usually, this is like a Western, right? Usually after, like, your parents get killed or your daughter gets killed or your wife gets killed, like, you immediately John Wick go into revenge, right? Yes. Wait, but, like, that was so interesting. Yes. The, the shots of him right afterwards, he goes, takes a shower, like, takes a bath, lays on his bed, and it's not until the phone rings and they say, okay, then he's, like, in action. But even exactly. then, he's not really, like, the super, like, I'm going to get justice. Like, it has to be offered to him by the the sheriff yeah exactly so yeah that's exactly what i thought right he's like what kind of movie usually has like a guy like oh after my daughter gets killed i'm just gonna chill in the bathroom and wait for them to call me you know um yeah so i think that's kind of how susan is like she also doesn't have that ambition right like um she says like i'm too critical for creativity or like but you know edward pointed out like oh because you're never willing to like put your out yourself out there to try like she's not willing to like take that risk you know Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I, that's kind of what I thought. But then also, um, I think that Tony, you know, Tony, he's responsible for his family's death and like rape for like, kind of like to an extent, right. You know, he didn't yeah. take that action. And I think that same thing. Well, well, let's not put it on him. Cause who's to say, even if he did take action, I mean, it's like three other big dudes versus him. That's true. But like, I do also do think like Susan with how Ed, cause Edward's the one writing this book, right? he thinks that Susan didn't take action to, like, save their relationship, right? Yeah. Um, that I kind think, of thing. Yeah. And then also, like, going into, like, the abortion thing. Like, I'm not going to go into, like, oh, like, should she have aborted or whatever? Like, you know, I'm not going to... I'm going to stay away from that. But, like, I, from Edward's point of view, right? Like, it's 100% her fault for doing this evil thing, for killing his child, or, or not. We don't really know, you know? Um, um, I think, like, the last reason why um, Tony is Susan is because at the end, right, Tony... Like, like you kind of said, he wasn't really there to, like, for revenge, really. He, he wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I must kill them. Because, like, he's not, like, actively doing it and seeking it out himself, right? But he kills Ray, like, the killer and the rapist. And after that, like, there's nothing left in the world for him, right? And, like, yeah. at that point, he, he, like, he has, like, the eyes, like, gouged out or whatever. It's just, like, gross and bloody, right? Mm-hmm. And he accidentally shoots himself when he's stumbling, right? Yeah. And I think susan in her life right now like you said she's unhappy she doesn't have like her husband who loves her she doesn't really like her job she has nothing she's getting no sleep right um and after she she's learns like that self-destructing yeah after she learns that her husband is having an affair 
like she has nothing right and so she herself like by you know cheating on him leaving him she has like blinded herself to seeing like that she's the one who's kind of like hurting herself and she has nothing left and here's like my second thing that i think makes this work a little better i think susan is also ray i think she represents okay um you know like talking about isla fisher and amy adams like looking similar like i started to think like jake gyllenhaal and aaron taylor johnson look pretty similar Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. This, this is more of a stretch, I think. But okay, they both have like that long, slick back hair. But I think in in the novel, Jake Gyllenhaal represents the good, like um, uh, more rich, like more um, proper parts of Susan, and Ray is like the absolute worst evils of Susan. If you look mm-hmm. at it, I think, like, I do think maybe you don't agree. Jake Gyllenhaal and Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, they look pretty similar, but. Aaron Taylor Johnson, his hair is like long, unkempt, and like his beard is like not beard, like his mustache is long, like bleh. well, like you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's got that like nice matted, like pulled back hair and like nice beard shave, like that kind of thing. I think that, um, yeah. So Susan, because like she is the one who like ruined the family and the relationship mm-hmm. between Edward and Susan. Like she's the one who you know she killed the child, like Ray killed the child, right? And she yeah. killed the child too, and also um. You know, remember, like, the revenge poster when she talks to um, Jenna Malone? Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, who bought this? And Jenna Malone was like, oh, you did, like, eight months ago. You you don't remember that? Yeah. So, like, I think she brought, like, the revenge upon herself. But, like, she's so far from it, like, in terms of time and in terms of, like, you know, where she is mentally that that she doesn't even remember. Like, she brought, like, all this pain upon herself. And, like, who, who, like, brings the pain onto Tony in the novel? I think it's, like, Ray, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like, the big antagonist so i i just kind of think that and like she realizes at the end like her problem is like you know exactly that right and that's why she tries to go back to edward but yeah so that's kind of what i think i i gotta know but i don't know if i track with that as much but yeah i I guess yeah Yeah. it's a theory i think the edward and tony one definitely makes more sense but i don't know i feel like since like amy adams is like the main character like i felt like they're had to be more significance to her than just her being Isla Fisher, you know? Um, but, yes, yeah, so like, what do you think about Susan as a character? Because I think we spend a lot more time seeing through, like, Edwards, like, learning more about him and, like, sympathizing with him. Yeah. No, I agree with all of, like, the characterizations that we said so far, like, wishy-washy, but, like, just, like in, like, her own suffering bubble like and coming back to edward like like kind of like a dog licking their wounds um so i'm kind of glad that edward didn't show up not gonna lie i don't think i like really felt bad for amy adams's character susan at any point Mm, yeah yeah i don't think i did Did, okay what do you think about the ending because like i think the ending to me when i first saw i was like oh shoot man he's never like it's like whoa that's like whoa but like what, what did you think about the ending yeah um yeah, I was like, it was just like a lot of like, what? Oh, he didn't show up. Like, that's it. Like, or did he not show did up? Did you expect him to show up? Mm, well, after like a couple seconds in the scene, you can tell that he's not going to show up. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought we were going to get some sort of conversation or whatever. But, I mean, I'm not mad about how it ended. I think good for Edward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think like 
looking back, like, it seems so obvious that, like, of course he's not going to show up. I don't know. Like, in my mind, it feels pretty obvious. But, like, in the moment, watching it, I think, like, that's, like, a good job of the writing to, like, you're so emotionally, like, not invested or just, like, you're so emotionally distraught and changed and, like, that you're, like, not thinking about it. Because I feel like in the build-up to it, it seems pretty obvious that, like, she's, like, oh, getting herself ready and, like, of course he's not going to come. But, like, I don't know. I think it was a well-done, like, not even a twist, but, like, a little twist that worked well for me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, okay, obviously, since I had a lot of confusing thoughts on this, I, like, looked stuff up. Usually, like, when before we talk about things, like, I don't look up anything. But there's some very interesting theories that okay. um, I like to share a little bit. Let's get into them. Okay. I'm interested to hear these. One of them. One. Edward actually killed himself after he sent the email and he is dead in present time. There is Oh. Cuz um this is going through the fact that Edward is Tony and Okay. Like like Tony, he has nothing left. This is his mm-hmm. final revenge. He's killed Ray by like sending um Susan the book, you know, getting his last revenge and like bitterness out. Yeah. And after that he's killing he killed himself cuz there's nothing else he has left. Um which is interesting what do you think about that i kind of like that theory i mean like i'm yeah i could believe that theory yeah i think that's well no well actually oh maybe part of me hopes that he's like happy and that like that sending the book and like not showing up is his revenge but he's like moved on from it yeah yeah i kind of like yeah him dying would be pretty sad and yeah but who knows another one is the detective Actually, okay, wait, no. Before I ask you, who do you think the detective is? Oh, what? That's such a good question. Yeah, because this one I had no idea. And I have... Th- this theory is going to do with the detective. But first, like, who do you think he is? There's not that many options. There are really not that many characters in this movie. Yeah. And most of them are in the fictitious book. Yeah. For me, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, pinpoint a parallel. But, like, do you have any thoughts? No. Hmm. no okay well this one says that the detective is army hammer um because okay so like the detective he offers like tony a glimmer of hope during his tragedy right mm-hmm. and hutton does the same for like susan like while she's longing for like a rich ambitious guy like you know there's hutton this like hunk you know um and so like the detective like promises revenge and like army hammer he's like oh i'll like give you like you know sexy man and materialism right um, yeah. But then both of them, like, are, like, ultimately unfulfilling because, um, you know, after Tony kills Ray, he's not like, ha ha, yes. Or he's just like, he doesn't have anything left. He just wants to know how, like, they, like his children, his child and his wife felt, like, when they died, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, Hutton obviously was, like, a cool sex dude for a little bit, but then he went on to sex other people, you know? Um, yes. So, okay. The next one that... I think it's interesting. What What do you think about the title of the movie? Because this has to do with the next theory. Why do Nocturnal you think it was called Nocturnal Animals? Because, like, in the movie, Susan says, oh, my husband used to call me a nocturnal yeah. animal because I, I uh-huh. never sleep. So what do you think about that? Honestly, I had no thoughts. But Yeah, me neither. Like, I don't but even like, know. Yeah, like, okay, the main, the main scene, the one, the way, the one that we the scene on the road is yeah the highway yeah and i feel like it kind of gives off like the vibe of like you know at like night that's when 
the prey prey on you know the, the weak the predator preys on the weak yeah the prey doesn't I mean, prey yeah, yeah. at all <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, the, no the, wonder i was like i was like thinking like uh wh- wait what's the next word maybe the prey prays that they it. won't get killed but you know yeah uh, so then like that was kind of like uh maybe it's that i don't yeah i don't know just explain the theory okay so this theory i read this like at first when i thought thought through i thought my susan theory was pretty good but this one is insane okay really so, okay go i'm gonna read this one word for word because i really like it okay. um every character is a reflection of susan susan is every character in the story she is that which was taken away from tony she's the wife and the daughter she is the one that took it all away by leaving him and getting an abortion she is the gang she is the weak one who could not see her own strength and fight for what she loves she is tony she is the one who helped Tony realize he was weak and needed revenge. So she is Bobby. And now, all of them are dead. The gang, they're all dead. The wife and daughter, raped and dead. Tony, shot himself, dead. Bobby, with his cancer, they're dead. Just like now, Susan is dead to Edward. Edward did not show up. He does not care about her. And that is why it's called Nocturnal Animals with an S. Because they're all representations oh, all of her. her. So I read that and I was like, wow. Dang. Okay, we have, you have to credit that. You have to credit that. Where did it come from? That was from Reddit, from like the, the official discussion um, on the, the movie subreddit. I don't know the user, but um, yeah. So if you look at it, it's one of the top comments there. And it's insane. Like reading that, I was like, shoot. That like yeah, that's good. blew my mind. And I was like, looking through that, I was like, maybe. Well, you were kind of on that path of thinking that I was kind of on the path. Is, I, I just yeah. didn't understand anything about Bobby and yeah yeah but yeah like i think looking at that through that lens like it gives me more appreciation for the movie i think um yeah but kind of to wrap up um one thing what do you what did you think was like the character arc for susan because she's the main character of the movie like amy adams's first build what do you think her journey was because i'm not sure this one usually i ask questions that i'm like oh yeah because i have an opinion but this one i I truly like don't even know but yeah well if you don't have opinion then what are the chances that i do of course isabella is a you know thought-provoking scholar is that even a thing no Um, she's a thoughtful scholar what do you think pray um (laughs) i mean maybe it's a wake-up call for her or like the you know when he doesn't show up maybe mm. she'll finally but we'll we never we'll never know yeah um, yeah yeah i don't know if there's an arc I'm trying to think because yeah no i don't know either yeah like for me I, I didn't see like i don't know if there's an arc either like um because we talked about her kind of like flip-flopping on what she wants um, but I think, like, one important thing was, like, her hair and her makeup throughout the movie. Because, like, in the flashbacks, like, her hair is always, like, pulled back and, like, you can see her face, right? Yeah. But when she's in the art museum, like, she has, like, that crazy, like, super-duper oh, yeah. makeup, right? the dark right? lipstick. But remember, dark, in front of the mirror, she, she takes, takes it off. off the, so it's, like, she's trying to revert back to the person yeah. that Edward knew. So, like, also, like, her hair also, you know, usually covers one eye. But then, then she kind of, like, pulls it back, too. And it's also, like, is she reverting to back who she was? But then also, like, you know, she's not going to get that chance with Edward, right? Because he didn't show up. So, like, where does that leave her, you know? Yeah. 
Um, Maybe that'll be her end after that too. Maybe. So, yeah. Maybe she kills All herself. All the nocturnal animals will. I mean, yeah, she's a nocturnal animal. She's gonna die, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting, but I, I do like we learn a lot about her, even though we don't know like exactly where she ends up. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it does. Wait, it could, one more thing. Yeah. That was like not confusing, but just like kind of strange. You know that scene where Jenna Malone's character is showing Susan her baby on her phone, like that she can see. Oh, that's like so scary. Cam. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Susan's looking at the nanny cam, and all of a sudden, Ray's face pops up. And she drops the phone, and she's so scared. And then, yeah, like, and then that was kind of it. Like, what do you think that was? Because that's, like, the only, you know, we talked about how, like, we thought it was going to be supernatural. That's, like, the only, like, tiny bit bit of, like, weird, not of this universe, or, like, in your mind sort of thing. But it was never really, like fleshed out that like oh she is now seeing these characters in her real life i don't know that's why also like i think that maybe the daughter is like i don't know if she's real or not because maybe like, she's not real but she's just yeah. yeah and i also think um like there's some sort of there's like definitely has to be some sort of meaning in the way like the daughter was positioned like when she called her because like i still think even though like Amy Adams couldn't see her daughter there. Like, she is still like projecting that like same position that she saw from like the novel in there, right? Oh, so maybe that was all in her head. Yeah, like so. I don't really like know, but there's definitely like you know Susan is blending the novel into her re- her reality because I think she knows that it's about her, right? Yeah. Um, or at least she definitely feels that it is. Yeah, like it's about her relationship with Edward, right? Like so. That's she, how she's, she's reading it. Yeah, so she's now like, yeah, like kind of i really don't know man like that that was like an interesting thing like i don't really know what jenna malone's character was there for but like it's interesting yeah, yeah. um but also like one thing you know um, how in that flashback when they're talking about his manuscript um edward's manuscript and she's like oh mm-hmm. maybe you should like not write, write about, about yourself yeah. and he's like that's what everyone writes about right so i'm wondering like depending on if you believe tony is susan or edward maybe like he proved her wrong and it was like i can write about myself or he was like okay i did what you asked i wrote about you wrote not about me you. and like now it's good so like ah oh, there's like so many ways to look I'm at gonna this i'm gonna go with the latter but i'm just gonna think that in my mind in my yeah that he he got he's over her and this is a big like f you to her yeah i i still love that like every character is susan um yeah but yes good. so it's like the ultimate revenge story like i wrote a story where you get the tragedy and you die and stuff so yeah um any closing thoughts before we give our final scores for this one yeah no it, it, this was a weird one but i kind of like it when it's like ambiguous or like yeah or th- where there's layers that are not obvious and even after talking about it like we still have probably as many questions as we did before yeah but like more that's what I really like because, like, each way you look at it, like, there's a different, like, thing to take out of it. It's, like, a different, like, weight to it or, like, feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was I, – I do recommend it to, like, anyone. Like, I think you said, like, to only certain people. But, like, once you're past 17 or 18, I think, you know, anyone could watch this. And, like, I think it's, like, a nice, like, thought-provoking thing to think about. 
So. Well, if that's the, what you're in looking for when you're watching a movie. Otherwise, you're probably going to not like it. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, mom and dad would just be like, oh. Yeah, they would not they would not be into this. Yeah, so um, there's that. Uh, oh, last thing, I, I do really like how... Okay, I, I do think this is why um, I really think Susan is Tony. Last little thing. Because as soon as she tries to open the thing, she gets a paper cut. Paper right? cut. Like, what's the signal? Like, this thing is meant to hurt her. It's meant to, like hit her where it hurts like paper cuts are the worst wait i was literally just thinking about like the the paper cut thing like a couple minutes ago yeah yeah okay so, i like, agree yeah i think like just like from the start this was meant to like get at her core because paper cuts are the worst thing that you could ever have death um, by a thousand cuts yeah and i was like it's a taylor swift song i was like wow that's so metaphorical like it she cuts her finger on like as soon as she touches it but like yeah also like little things like that like even the paper cut made me cringe. Like I don't know if it was like the sound effect or like something. It was I was like, ouchie, ouchie. I felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. What about the fact that? Oh, here's another little theory. The fact that she and Tony drink the same drink. Oh, what drink? I don't know what oh, it is. I, but I didn't it's catch the same this. Same circular. It's the same circular glass with the same like shade of liquid. He drinks it when he's like. I think there was like a moment in the hotel, right? Where he's like nursing it and he's also holding it against his hand or something like that. Or he's holding it against his head or something. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, also yeah. at the very, very end, that's what she's drinking the entire time at the restaurant while she's waiting. They drink the same drink. Oh, interesting. That's what he was doing while he was waiting and she was also waiting. So maybe... Wait, connection. that's a good point. Like, that's a good observation. I, three times I didn't see that. Um, Thank you. But yeah, like maybe... Okay, so like that, that was after... His, you know, wife and child died and he's just waiting for something that, you know, yeah. they're not, not coming back. He's not going to be happy again. So maybe that's, I don't know. Ooh. Ah, now you have to go back and watch a fourth time. Just oh, to man. See. I'm would pretty you, sure. Yeah. I have a question. But would you watch this movie again? You know, I'm in general not a second mo- time movie watcher, though. But would you? Now that we've talked about it, though, maybe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Not by myself, though. Oh, no. Yeah. I think maybe you should, like, have your sweet mates watch it. I don't think they'd be into this kind of stuff. Really? No? Yeah. Okay. No. Well. All right. So, Isabella, what's your score out of 100? Um, oh, shoot. Okay. Before we talked about this, I didn't know. Okay. No, you, talking wh- where were you like generally leaning um, before you t- we talked about this? Like, what range in general? <laughs> out of 100, right? Yeah. Oh, I probably would have given this 75. Okay. 75 out of 100 before. Now, what do you think? We like an 83. 83. Oh, wow. Like an eight point jump. That's a whole letter grade. I'm so surprised grade. that it's like the critics score was like so much lower when I felt like there were so many other qu- more questionable films. I guess this is more people like this is more niche. Yeah, this is definitely like, a niche film. The other things film. that we watched, even though they're bad, they're just more generally appealing. Yeah. Probably. I know I've ragged on Shang-Chi a lot, but this is one million times better than Shang-Chi to me. Yeah. Sorry. I think was that supposed to be like a, I know... But, and then it's supposed to make it better, or, like, was it that... I don't think the but was necessary. Oh, no, I meant, like, I know I've been doing it a lot, but I need to do it one more time. Because Shang-Chi's terrible. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, okay, so now you give it an 83? Yeah. I think I'm, like, right there with you. I was going to give it... I think... Wow, we actually, we actually really agreed, or, like, you know, had a lot in common on yeah. this one maybe this is metaphorical because like the audience and critic score was the same but i was thinking 83 too because i think it's a very solid film but like just 
there's still many questions that maybe it'll go up over time if I watch it more. I, I already watched it three times yeah. in the last year. I don't know if I'll watch it more, but yeah, it's a weird thing where it's good that they that you don't get all your questions answered, but also bad that you don't get the questions answered. Yeah. But I think if we did get all the questions answered, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, I, I think there's like a balance between like knowing and not knowing. Like, there's got to be a sweet spot where you can like enjoy it to the fullest with like not knowing it and like knowing some. So yeah, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's in a good spot. So I, I'd recommend it to anyone. But yeah, so okay. um, the next time we record a podcast is who knows when, but probably Thanksgiving. Who knows? Yeah, maybe 2025. Who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, so. Uh, Shang, when Shang Chi the sequel comes out, oh god, redemption. We're gonna hate that one, um, or maybe we're gonna love it. Who knows? But um, maybe they'll listen to your feedback and then. Yeah, I was uh, so disappointed. In, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, no. Yeah, hate that movie. But anyway, um, yeah. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.